Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is Rock and Roll Friday on The Savage Nation, and the news is horrible. Horrible. Everything stinks. It's no good. Nothing is good. Anyone who tells you they are an optimist is on drugs. Welcome to the Savage Nation. What's there to be optimistic about? Well, I understand compared to the Middle, Age, Middle Ages and the plague, the Holocaust, we're doing great. But uh, who do you blame for this? You're going to blame Trump for everything? Everything wrong in the world they blame Trump for. If the sun doesn't rise, they would blame Trump. If the sun fell too soon, they'd blame Trump. It's a psychosis. But on the other side, if you listen to people, I don't understand this. They think everything in the world is related to Trump as well on the conservative right wing side. The fake conservatives, the, the blowhards, the fakers, the fakers who tell you that everything in the world that happens is because of Trump. If a meteorite hits Sri Lanka, it's to, it's to lower Trump's ratings in America, according to them. So you don't know what to believe anymore. And what you do is you just keep on doing your own thing and you say they're all full of it. You know what I'm saying? It's just politics as usual, but to a, a higher level. So where do we begin today? Again, to talk about the race? It's August. I know most people don't even care about it. Traditionally, people don't care about an election until after Labor Day. All right. Things are different now. They're locked up in their house. You're locked up in your house. Many of you are not working. You're living off the dole, even though you claim you're conservatives. I don't blame you. I don't blame you if you have no income. And you're collecting it from the government. You don't want to accept that you're uh, on a welfare, a welfare recipient. What you say is, I worked for it. Well, or you could look at it that way. I understand it. I understand that if I were broke, I'd also like the 600 bucks a week to not work. So, you know, it depends on which side of the line you're on here. But, you know, we're all socialists today. Let's be clear. I don't care who you are. So, so what's the difference now if we're all socialists between Biden and Trump? Well, there are many differences, but what are they? That's what something that's something we've really never talked about. Trump says God is on his side. Uh, Biden claims diversity is on his side. Who knows what's going on here? All I know is this. Biden is not really the candidate. Biden is the front man for the nefarious forces in America that have diminished and destroyed this nation for many, many decades, in my estimation. And so really is no, there really is no choice. Remember the other day I said to you, are you going to vote for Trump or sit out the election? Remember that one? And I wanted the answers. And most of you said, of course, we'll vote for Trump. But some of you said, I'm going to sit out the election. I'm not going to vote. What would happen if Biden won? Well, more of what has been happening. And it'll be more hatred of white people, more attacks on white people, more rhetoric against white people, more double talk about diversity. Uh, and things of that nature. It'll be a very, very uncomfortable America for the majority of the people who happen to be of Caucasian descent. Uh, make a note of it. I, I know you may think that that has changed. It has not changed. The majority of America is still Caucasian racially. And if you think by attacking Caucasian people, you're going to elect Joe Biden, I got another guest coming for you. So I don't want to go into the whole thing of police and the color and the this and the that. It's a waste of time. There are other stories. The biggest story that 
attracts the most attention right now in the media is COVID, 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 lockdown, 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 lockdown. So you have a communist running New York City named de Blasio. That's a given. He establishes what is the equivalent of the Stasi in Eastern Europe, which is quarantine checkpoints with cops stopping people and checking them. But it doesn't apply to homeless bums. They, they, they don't have to wear masks as they mug you. It does not apply to gangs. It doesn't apply to them as they mug you or rape you. And it doesn't apply, of course, to left-wing rioters. They're free to riot, break windows, attack police without masks. So who is it that this quarantine checkpoint business applies to? Who? Hard-working people, middle-class people. This is exactly what I'm warning you about. This is more of what you would get under Biden, in my opinion. So what is there to talk about? Actually, nothing, so I'm going to say goodnight and goodbye. No, I have another hour and 50 minutes to go. In the next hour, by the way, we have uh, a comedian you may have heard of years ago, Jackie Mason, joining us. Now, many of you think, ah, oh, he's too old, he's not funny. Well, I, he called me to be on the show, and I spoke to him. He's, a little, he's 92 years old. The guy is sharp. He's still funny. So I think we're going to try to have some humor today in the second hour with uh, Jackie Mason. I hope that you stay tuned to catch it. If not, you can catch it on the uh, podcast on the Savage Nation. So what is it that's going on that's worth talking about on a Friday? Well, I don't know. Uh, as you know, uh, one of my hobbies is old cars. And the two of the old cars that I have are old English cars, which is an oxymoron. You know, English and car don't go together very well. But since I had the whole car rebuilt and rewired, uh, the Lucas wiring and the old Jaguars don't cause me any trouble, but it's running great. Triple SU carburetors. It's a modified racing car, the old XK. It's a great car. And I love it because there's nothing uh, digital in it. It's all analog. The government cannot track me in that car. <laughs> there's not a digital thing in this car. All the gauges are analogs. It's a pleasure to drive four speeds on the floor. So I was out the other day and I was smelling gasoline. It was a fuel leak. You say, what the hell are you talking about a fuel leak? when you've got politics and an election, because I want to talk about a fuel leak for a minute. So there's gas coming out. So my assistant, Ryan, looks at it. He says, well, it's coming out of the fuel pump, which is an external fuel pump under the hood. So my big weekend, I'm looking forward to the weekend. There's the mechanic Gary's coming out Sunday to put in a new fuel pump. I'm actually looking forward to it. I actually am looking forward to Sunday to, to see the fuel pump go in. It's beyond me. I can't do it because you got to stop the gas from leaking which we've done with clamps, but if I remove a fuel pump to replace it, isn't it going to squirt all over the car? I don't need that all over my hands. In the car. So he's going to do it for me. So that's Sunday. It's a big deal. And uh, that's going to be my weekend. My big point is replacing a fuel pump with Gary the Mechanic. So people say, are you crazy? That's what you're talking about on a national talk show? What do you do for a hobby out there? Do any of you understand that without hobbies, life is almost impossible? Listen, pornography cannot be your only hobby. I'm sorry. You can't stay home all day and watch pornography and call that a hobby. That is not a hobby. That is a weakness. That's a disease. Whatever happened to hobbies? I grew up making models when I was a kid. Did you know that? I used to make wooden models with glue and paper, and the planes would fly. Would you know? Would you imagine a kid with glue and paper and make stick models? Kids don't do that anymore. Then it went to plastic models that you click together. The laser. Now they don't even make models. Everything is on the internet. The whole world is on the internet. So let's see what's on the internet since I'm talking about the internet. Podcast. Hyden Biden, would you vote? That was the Wednesday show. 
It was immediately stolen by the New York Post and became their lead story and their headline. Then Rudy Giuliani woke up from a stupor, apparently, and thought he invented it. He put up Hyden Biden without credit to me. Julie, come on. You did a very good job as a DA and as a mayor. Must you resort to this? Can't you give attribution? Okay. Hyden Biden, will you vote? Now, the latest story that I think is worth talking about is this poll that one-third of Americans would refuse a COVID-19 vaccine, according to a poll. You can count me amongst the one-third, and I will tell you why. One, because the vaccine will be effective in a very limited number of cases, maybe tops 35%, ineffective in 65% of cases. That's, and that's an optimistic statement, by the way. That's number one. Number two, how many of us will get sick or die from the vaccine? Don't ask the experts because they can't tell you. Results show that only 65% would get a federally approved vaccine we're ready today. 35% admitting they would not. Would you reject the vaccine for the reasons I would? I mean, you could call on it. It's not a bad story. Of course you will. Many of you are anti-vaxxers, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. And then there's horribly depressing stories on michaelsavage.com. Hundreds of new homeless turn the Upper West Side of New York into a a streets of drugs and harassment. I used to be a social worker up there in the 60s. It was like that then. Then it was cleaned up. It revived. The liberals all moved into the Upper West Side. They turned it into a, I don't know, Moscow on the Hudson. They thought it was perfect place to live. They had Zabars. They had all of their restaurants, their Asian restaurants to go to where they can bow for a napkin and thank uh, the owners a hundred times for a glass of water. They could put their hands together when they got the check and bow like they were in a Buddhist temple. And now the uh, Upper West Side, inhabited by liberals, is unlivable again. So what is it going to take to turn the city around? A conservative mayor like Rudy Giuliani. Is there one? Is it possible? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, Then the big story, which I don't want to talk about, is Biden's gaffe on the Latino community is diverse unlike the African-American community. You heard it all morning already. I'm going to talk about that again. So Biden makes gaffes, and you're supposed to get excited and say, oh, you see, you can't vote for him because he makes gaffes. That's his charm. What you don't understand is that's his charm. You don't understand. Most people are stupid, and they can relate to Biden because he's as stupid as they are, if not more stupid. That's why Biden has an appeal right now. Trump is too smart. He's too sharp. We need an idiot in the White House, they think, to to match the population of America. We need a total moron in the White House in order to make people feel comfortable. And they can say, look, he's just like me, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. This is the problem. You don't understand this. You think that (laughs) you think that Biden's gaffes are a deficit. You have it upside down. If you're intelligent, of course, it's a deficit to say a thing like that. But if you're a moron, like most Americans... You think Biden is like you, so you actually want him in the White House. You'll feel better having an idiot in the White House. Open borders, drugs everywhere, releasing felons from prison. That's the America you want, right? Well, yeah, until it hits you. That's all. So let's see. I burned through about 10 minutes of the opening of the show already today. That's not bad, Jim. That's a good start. We're through the first stop set. I didn't even say anything yet. All I did was talk. But that's what talk radio is supposed to be. It's supposed to be rapping. Everyone thinks they're saving the world with their radio show when no one's listening to them. And those who are listening to them aren't really hearing them. It's just like background noise for most people, right? Because you already heard what I'm going to say to you. In other words, if you are voting for Trump, as I am, and you consider yourself 
a patriot conservative. What you're listening to this show for is not so much the content, but the reassurance that I am here for you. And that, oh, there he is. Okay, good guy. Now I don't have to listen to his background noise. It's like, there's Montevani music in the background. He's on our side. So basically, it doesn't matter what I say as long as I talk to you for two hours. I understand that babies need uh, something in a crib to keep them from crying. And that's basically what talk radio has become. It's like, what, what do you call that, Jim? A baby thing? Like a baby thing that talks in a, in a crib to keep people listening? Look, I myself occasionally will turn on other shows and I hear the babble going on. Sometimes I miss the voice of the people I hate most. I actually turn, huh? A monitor, a baby. No, but they're not baby monitors. There are things they put in cribs to, to keep the baby calm. It talks to them. That's what talk radio has become for the left and for the right. You turn on the major media, you turn on PBS, that's baby talk for the liberals. You turn on so-called conservative radio, and that's baby talk for the conservatives. So what do you want to talk about today? Now, many people think religion is the greatest comedy act ever. I realize that. I don't. But I'm going to talk about that later. You're going to see how. You're not going to believe it. But you want to talk about the vaccine. You want to talk about the lockdowns. We can do that. How about this is one for you? Yesterday, on my day off, I do certain things to calm myself down and try to heal my body, right, and mind, right? I'm supposed to do it. I have a way of doing it, whatever I do. I try to not tune into the news. I try to not get too excited about things. I don't let people agitate me. But you're not going to believe what happened. I go to a local mall to buy a few things, you know, to spend a little money with a mask on, whatever, to see a little commerce going on, to feel normal. I'm minding my business. I come out of the department store. And around the corner, there comes a white guy in his 50s with his ugly wife. I mean, with his wife. And he says to me, put your mask on. I don't want to tell you what happened after that. But unfortunately, I will tell you when I return right here on the Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta. It's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. It is Rock and Roll Friday on the Savage Nation. This is FM Bob, broadcasting live from San Francisco. Anyway, so this bum comes up to me out of nowhere. Bum. White guy, middle age, wife. I don't know him. Says to me, put your mask on with his finger right in my face. I overreacted. It turned into a screaming argument. And it ended very badly. And I I felt bad about it afterwards because he got to me. And then I realized how many low-life people are now using masks in a way that has nothing to do with the epidemic because I was outdoors. There's no requirement I wear a mask. I won't go into the medicine, uh, the science of the mask for the moment. I'll go into the social control as being exerted exerted upon people by low-lifes like you who think you have a right to point at people and say, put your mask on. Why don't you try it with a black guy over in a ghetto? Go tell him, put a mask on. You'll... So it ended with a screaming fight. It could have ended worse than that, and it didn't. And it got very ugly very fast. And I am in a stage of life where I do not want to get excited and have a surge of these hormones or enzymes that shouldn't be in my blood, okay? But, you know, how much can you take from people coming up to you that you don't even know, telling you to put a mask on? Who the hell is he, this bum? Then he had a British accent to top it off. I said, you lie. And I used a curse word on him. And he certainly like slurred me in a certain way. I called him a racist PR. uh, And the word ends in a K. And it was ugly. It got ugly. And I didn't mean to do it. I didn't want it to go there. Because it could only have gotten worse, right? And what was the point of him telling put a mask on? Who the hell is he? But I've noticed something. It's all these liberals who think they have the right to use the mask as a form of social control on strangers to enforce their view of the world upon people. Many little Hitlers, little Hitlers now, are using the mass game on people. That's all. Anyway, I wanted to talk about hobbies. And remember, pornography is not a hobby. Twitter is not a hobby. Facebook is not a hobby. Social media has become the hobby for most idiotic Americans. You don't build anything anymore. You don't make anything What do you do? You go on social media and you think you're accomplishing something? All you're doing is making Zuckerberg a a bigger billionaire. All you're doing is making the guy who owns Twitter a richer guy. 
and you think that you're doing something by putting a stupid statement on Twitter. Why don't you do something? Get a hobby. Maybe you'd be happier. So we can talk about your hobbies. The guy is calling on whether I should do it just a podcast or stay on the radio because I'm running a poll. I'll be back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. It is the Savage Nation. It's Rock and Roll Friday, TGIF. Big, big weekend coming up. Yeah, right. They change a fuel pump in my car on Sunday. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The truth is you have to have a hobby in this world, and I don't think there are many people with hobbies left except over, older people seem to have them. The younger people think that social media is a hobby. It's stupidity. It's a waste of your life. Listen, if you're young and you spend most of your time on social media, you think you're making a difference, when you become an older person, you're going to look back and say, where did the years go? What did I do with myself? What a waste of time it was. I did nothing with my life except make Zuckerberg richer. So let's talk for a minute about vaccines. One third of people said in a, in a poll they will not take a vaccine. You can count me amongst them. It's going to be a, a, a war. If they make it a mandatory vaccine, they're going to have war on their hands. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about your hobbies. That's what we're going to do for a little while. Things like that. Sally in California, you want to call on the vaccine issue? What's on your mind? Yeah. Hi, Mike. I, I know you're saying you won't take a, a COVID vaccine, but there's just such an enormous history and success of other critical vaccines like the polio vaccine, the smallpox vaccine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are, are, you, are you a medically trained person? Pardon me? You heard me. Are you medically trained? Well, yes, I am. Good. So tell us, since you're an expert on vaccines and you say the polio vaccine was a great success, can you please tell the audience about the Cutter incident in 1955? No, I can't. And oh, wait, you're calling to argue with me and telling me that all vaccines are safe. I'm simply asking you to discuss the Cutter incident in I 1955 involving the Salk polio vaccine. The rate of success is very high. I did but you go, you know, you're pulling a Nancy Pelosi on me. Instead of saying, no, Michael, I don't know what you tell me about it. You're trying to run me over like I'm your ex-husband. <laughs> At least you have a sense of humor. Oh, you know that? You're quite hysterical. Uh, these other vaccines have a... No, I'm not hysterical. You're the one who's hysterical. You mean I'm quite humorous. It's two different words. Well, that's wonderful. These other vaccines have a huge, high rate of success. Well, tell us about the Cutter incident in 1955. Okay, let's tell your audience about that. Let's hear it. What do you mean, let's? What, what now, you're my friend? Do you want to tell the audience? About well, how about 1976? Uh, the 1976 uh, influenza vaccine or what happened? Tell the audience. So you don't know what happened, right? I certainly know that most of these vaccines that I've mentioned have been a huge success. I know that, and so do most of these smart people in the field. Oh, smart people and, and not stupid people like me. Well, no, but it worries me that you talk about not taking the COVID vaccine and that a, you feel that a third of the population may not take it. Well, I didn't say I feel. I said a poll said that. Uh, hold on, ma'am. Stop talking. I said a third of the people polled said they would not take the vaccine. The vaccine. The country it's, not, it's, not, it's not what I feel. It's what I'm telling you a poll says. Well, it's what you believe, correct? It's irrelevant. A third of the people polled said they won't take the vaccine. What do you want to do, put them in prison? No, I want to talk about 
the downside of not taking the vaccine so that people can think about it more. Are you in the, are you in the medical industry? And if so, in what area of it? I, I need to kind of know where you're coming from. Yes, I'm a nurse. I'm an RN, and I'm very well aware of the importance of these vaccines. Good. So you don't know about the Cutter incident, but you're an expert on vaccines. I appreciate that. <laughs> typical, typical, typical. So let me tell the audience about this very high-profile vaccine uh, disaster. The Cutter incident in 1955 involved a flaw in the Salk polio vaccine uh, that was manufactured at Cutter Laboratories that led to the production of substantial amounts of what was thought to be inactivated vaccine that contained live polio virus. And the result at that time was, is called one of the worst pharmaceutical disasters in U.S. history, with 40,000 cases of polio resulting in 51 cases of permanent paralysis and five deaths among vaccinated individuals and 113 cases of paralysis and five deaths among contacts of vaccinated individuals. Now, you will argue that that was in 1955 and that since then, the U.S. government and the FDA has implemented much more vigilant monitoring and regulation of the vaccine industry, and you would be correct. However, this vaccine is being rushed to market, and the vaccine that we might see sooner rather than later, first we were told it would be at least two years, remember, now it's being rushed for Election Day, probably by the Republicans, which is a disaster, by the way. There will not be sufficient extensive testing to have evaluated the safety and efficacy of the vaccine prior to licensure. And after it is licensed, the F FDA, which normally requires ongoing lot release testing and manufacturing facility inspections, will not have occurred. Additionally, manufacturers who are currently required to conduct post-licensure safety monitoring for their products and report to the FDA certainly have not been able to do that. And so I remain very concerned that this uh, rushed-to-market COVID vaccine will not be safe and will not be as effective as it might be. Having said that, let's look at the flu vaccines. I don't take them as well. I have friends who take them every year. I refuse to take them. I haven't had a bout of the flu in many, many years. Uh, I take common sense precautions. I'm on mega doses of vitamins. So I've been very lucky. Okay, fine. So why don't I take an influenza vaccine? Because I've known many people who've taken it and have gotten violently sick, almost deathly ill from the influenza vaccines, number one. And even those of you who are proponents of vaccines, the Pollyannas amongst you should know, as you should know, that they are effective only in approximately 50% of cases. Only approximately 50% of the time are these influenza vaccines of any value whatsoever in preventing the flu. You should know that. That's, a, that's, a, that's an epidemiological fact. I'm not making it up. So having said that, how effective do you think a COVID vaccine might be that has been rushed to market? And who's manufacturing it? Who is this company that got the contract? Uh, what kind of money was exchanged in order for them to get these billion-dollar contracts? This has all the earmarks of one of the greatest public health travesties in American history. So I don't care whether you're a liberal or a conservative. Look at the facts, ma'am. Look up the Cutter incident. Ask yourself what the effective rate is for even the influenza uh, vaccine. Look at real epidemiology. Don't look for news stories on it. And then you may find the evidence that I am presenting to be uh, accurate. Having said that, generally, vaccines are safe. Generally. 
Okay. However, in this case, I have no confidence whatsoever in the COVID vaccine, especially if it's being released on, on a, uh, what do they call it? Uh, an escalator, what do they call it? A warp speed, warp speed they came up with. Who came up with that crap? You don't rush a vaccine to market unless you're doing it for uh, political reasons. So you want to play Russian roulette with your health? Go ahead and do so. And then what's going to happen? We're going to get vaccine certificates so the good liberals like that nurse can have it over on us and say, show me your passport, show me your papers or you can't come in this, car, in this restaurant. Is that what you want to live in that country? You have to have a, well, maybe a tattoo on your forehead would be required by the liberals. That you, once you get your vaccine, your government vaccine, they can vaccine your forehead with a V on it or a C on it. And if you don't have a C on your forehead, you're not allowed into, into places in America. Is that the world you want to live in? We've already lost our civil liberties because of this uh, epidemic. The epidemic of our loss of freedom is greater than the epidemic itself because you survive, largely you survive from a COVID uh, disease. Largely you survive from it. The mortality rate is very low. We will never survive our loss of liberties because we've given them up too fast. That's all. So I've, I said my piece about it. I don't want to repeat myself now for another two hours. You know, I made my point. I gave you something new. Mnuchin rejects Pelosi offered a split difference on stimulus. You hear that witch, that psychopathic empress witch, that witch spending money like it was printed in her husband's basement, that psychopath Botox maniac. Oh, would I like to say things about that woman? I think she's the worst person in the entire world. Okay, let's leave it at that. Again, I'm going to get excited, and I don't want to. This is what you got. This is what you wanted, a witch like this, burning out the American economy. Nancy Pelosi is like King Ludwig II of Bavaria. Look him up if you don't know who he was. King Ludwig II of Bavaria is Nancy Pelosi, what she's doing with those, those lips of hers, that face of hers. That, she's like a, a shock nightmare. She's every man's nightmare of a woman, is Nancy Pelosi. Like, it's like something out of, like an apparition comes out of a fog with a face like that. King Ludwig II of Bavaria, if you need a, a little, another piece of history that might be a fact, was an 18-year-old king who inherited his position, King Ludwig II. And he was a profligate spender. He was a madman. And he spent almost the entire treasury of Bavaria at the time, aggrandizing himself in many different ways. They were all madness. It was all an expression of narcissism and madness. And the most extravagant thing he did was in the middle of Bavaria, atop a high lake, he built a copy of the Palace of Versailles uh, at such expense that it bankrupted the nation. It was called Schloss Herrenkiemse, pardon my German. I remember when I was 18 or 20, I read about this. I was so fascinated by his madness. But I never thought I would live through a time when a Speaker of the House of Representatives would be madder than the Mad King of Bavaria. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. It is Rock and Roll Friday on The Savage Nation. Still going strong, I guess been about uh, eight months since my little hospital visit there last December. First six months were murder. And slowly climbing out of the uh, fog, coming up from the crypt. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. The thing is, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't care how young and healthy you are. You have to be vigilant. You have to take care of yourself. You can't dissipate yourself. 
uh, and that starts with you, you know, tend your own garden. Just a little background stuff. So on Monday, I interviewed Bill Haggerty. He was running for the primary in uh, Tennessee. And I backed Bill Haggerty because President Trump wanted Haggerty to win. I had a call from someone close to the president who said, would you have Bill on? I did. I backed him in the fake conservatives in the radio business who have hoodwinked you for years. Backed those opposed to Bill Haggerty and they lost. And you have to understand something here. If President Trump wanted Haggerty to win and these other fake conservative hosts who you think are the real McCoy backed his opponents, what does that tell you about them? They're the ones who put down Trump. They're the ones who now are licking Trump's boots to get a little uh, something out of him, like invited to the White House or something. So uh, the point of the story is not just so much about my ego, although there's an element of that because all is vanity. I understand that. While we're alive, all is vanity. I don't care who we are. I don't care how clean we are. We're all, it's all vanity. Good. But having said that, uh, the fact is, while this radio show is not the number one radio show in the country in terms of audience, in terms of impact and loyalty, I think it's the most important show in the country. This audience is the audience that swung the election for Trump back in 2015, 2016. This is the audience, the swing audience that did it. And we just showed once again how important you are, not me. You're the audience, not me. So I said, go out and vote for him. And and, uh, am I the only reason? I don't know. There was no one else in the conservative media backing him. All the other lawyers and the others were backing uh, his opponents. And then all of a sudden, that make believe they're Trump bootlickers again. You know, know, buyer beware is all I can say to you. But let's get back to much more important business which is the vaccine dangers. One third of people say they won't take it. I gave you some background on that. I do not trust warp speed vaccines because you can't rush a vaccine. There's been not enough testing. This is a hype job for political reasons. And it's also a hype job for financial reasons for the pharmaceutical companies that are getting these huge contracts. So there's a lot of danger involved in the, in the vaccine. Would I take a vaccine that was proven to be safe? Probably. That will be a couple of years away from now. No one's sticking a needle into my arm against my will. I will not permit it. It's that simple. Patton Berkeley, welcome to the Savage Nation. Hey, Michael, nice to hear you healthy. Uh, I almost couldn't be talking to you at all because when I was in the Navy, uh, we were back in Hawaii around the same time. I was at Pearl Harbor. Uh, It was a payday, and they uh, instructed us to line up on one side of the chow hall, uh, and our paychecks were on the other side. But you had to walk the gauntlet of the uh, swine, black, swine flu vaccine needles in mm. order to get your paycheck. And what happened? You took the vaccine. What happened to you? By the time I got over to the other door, I was seeing lights in front of my eyes, little, little lights floating in the, in, the, in the air. Oh, you got floaters, but did anything else happen? Oh, yeah. I got a heart attack the next morning. The next did, they, did, they, did they admit that it was from the vaccine? No. They said it was. No. No. They said it was an accident that just came on, right? Allergic reaction. Yeah, right. Yeah, allergic reaction. All right, there you go. Terrible story. I'm glad you're still with us. Thank God people can survive a heart attack for so long. I'll be right back. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome 
This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is the uh, Savage Nation Rock and Roll Friday. Everyone's either lonely, miserable, horrible, diseased, sick, frightened. Welcome to the show. Terrible time in America. People are either alone and miserable or they're with someone and miserable. They're either lonely or not lonely. They're lonely all the time anyway. They're frightened. Their social world is gone. You know, human relations are with people at the end of the day. We're human animals. and I mean, we're social animals. As humans, we are social animals, some more so than others. Some, like me, are a bit of a loner, but I was never a loner. As a kid, I learned to be a loner in order to do what I have to do in the world. I had to learn to be alone. But I still enjoy the company of the few people I choose to be with, or if I am out, I enjoy me- meeting some folks mixed in with the psychopathic liberals in this place that I live in, this county, who are understanding of the world we are living in. I like to say hello to them. But most of us are socially isolated. And since humans require social interaction to be fully human, most of us are feeling the loss of our humanity as a result of the epidemic, the lockdowns, the masks in particular have muzzled us. They have muzzled us. They've turned us into sub- submissive animals who are muzzled. Then you got the vaccine coming along. Here's a headline. Bill Gates backing vaccine maker to produce COVID-19 shots. Now, he's a very controversial character, this Bill Gates, when it comes to vaccine. I've been seeing this on uh, socials for months now. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation will back the world's largest vaccine maker to produce 100 million doses of COVID-19 vaccinations uh, for distribution in poorer nations. On the face of it, that sounds like a very benevolent thing to do. And I have talked about the potential dangers of vaccines, especially one like this, which is being rushed to market without sufficient, excuse me, testing and development. And uh, I am very worried about a thing called warp speed in time for an election. I think that medicine, science, and such has been thrown out the window for political exigencies. And I think there are grave dangers involved in any such COVID vaccine. That's my my particular opinion. So where is that going to leave those of us who say no to a vaccine? It says, latest poll says one third of people uh, will not take a COVID vaccine for their own reasons. What are we going to do with the third of the people who don't take the vaccine? Put them in prison, put them in COVID prison, Tell you what, I'll split the difference with all of you people who believe in vaccines, who mostly are liberals, by the way, who believe in social control. You're the mask wearers. You're the compliers. You hate anybody who doesn't bend their knee to the government. Uh, You hate God, basically. You don't believe in God. You believe only in government, and you want everyone to kneel to government. You believe government is God Almighty and right in all cases, except when it's a Republican-led government, especially that of Donald Trump, then you don't believe in government. But you would believe in an all-knowing, Democrat-controlled government that they know everything that is right for you. Even if it destroys the economy, they must be right. That's what you think. And the fault lines are completely clear to me that the more liberal a person is, the more they comply with the government mandates. 
And I, I think this is very, very clear to anyone who has studied this. The, who are the ones who most comply with wearing masks in every place? Usually those who are generally liberal. So let me ask you a question, all of you who are mask wearers and will take the vaccine. Why do you think it is that gangs don't take vaccine? Gangs don't wear masks. Why is it that the homeless are not required, the bums, the vagrants, America's extras on life stage, I call them, why is that they are now the sacred cow of our society? Not only being required, they don't make them wear masks. They put them up in hotels now at government expense, meaning your expense, delivering them booze and marijuana at government expense. You know that they're living in luxury hotels across America because of people as foolish as you. You may be struggling, but they're not struggling. They never had it so good. They went from the gutter to the bridal suite because of liberalism it's a society that is upside down then you have shocking stories like this one from california nearly eighteen thousand california inmates could be released early due to coronavirus so we're going to have another eighteen thousand criminals put on the street the first 3500 inmates were freed in april to create space in crowded prisons and 6,900 more criminals were deemed eligible for release in early July, totaling 10,000 released already. So now you wonder why there is a crime wave across America, especially in liberal cities. New York, we know, has a crime wave. There are people raping, beating with impunity. Uh, people are being beaten up in New York City for no reason whatsoever, and you don't know why it's happening? Now, you combine the fact that prisoners are being released under the guise of COVID, when in fact it's not solely because of COVID, but it's also for sociopolitical reasons from the left that so many prisoners are being uh, released from their uh, a sentence. You combine that with other factors that are going on right now, and you have almost a perfect storm of a crime wave in this country. And yet you have psychotics like... Uh, I, I can name one after the other. Who wants to name them now? Who say it's because of poverty that they're doing it, or they're always explaining it away. Well, you get that ex-fat slob from New York, whatever his name is, the fat one who lost 100 pounds through an operation, Nadler, who said there is no crime in Portland. It's all an invention of the media. Are you listening? Ladies and gentlemen, we're living in strange times. Do you know anything about the H1N1 pandemic of 09? Did you know about the H1N1 flu shot from 09? Do you know about the H1N1 flu shot problems? No, because you're not being told. You're being told that the vaccine is the magic bullet that's going to save the world. And I am telling you, A, it will not be safe, and B, it will be very ineffective. And that is why one-third of the people are not that stupid, and they say they will not take a vaccine. Now, amongst them are people who are anti-vaxxers who wouldn't take a vaccine if it was proven to be the safest in the world. They wouldn't take it anyway. And uh, I wonder, shouldn't there be a right in a free nation for people to refuse a vaccine? Isn't that freedom of some kind to say, no, I'm not going to uh, take a vaccine? Aren't there religious exemptions for vaccines? I know there are. So there's a big problem brewing because the governors of these liberal states have stepped on our constitutional rights on many levels not alone the vaccine, but the vaccine's coming. That's going to be the biggest one. You've got quarantine checkpoints in New York City, which are clearly a violation 
of our freedoms and not one word from the vermin in the ACLU. How many years have I told you that the American Civil Liberties Union is not at all involved with civil liberties? It's the anti-Christian libertarian union, if you want to call them that, but they're not even libertarians. They're hardcore communists. The ACLU is the American Communist Liberation Union. That's who the ACLU is. When have they last said, wait a minute, you can't force people to be quarantined. You can't force people to wear a mask. They haven't said it. All they're concerned about is the rights of felons uh, to be freed from prison and to vote to start with. They're the ones who line up when someone rapes a girl and says he didn't really mean to do it and maybe you got the wrong person. They're the psychotics that may have been in your own family who went to law school and said that they were going to work for the poor and the downtrodden to protect them. They're the nutcases in your family who said, I'd rather see 99 guilty people go free than one innocent person locked up. Uh, Tell that to me the next time that uh, innocent person that you let out of jail threw your wife onto a subway track as a train was coming in. You have any idea what's going on in this country right now? Not if you watch the news or read the news. You don't know what's going on. It's all propaganda around the clock. Around the clock propaganda worse than the Soviet Union. So I try my best to give you the facts, and you have to make up your own mind what's going on. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm telling you who I'm voting for. I'll give you reasons why I would never vote for Biden, which I have done. I'll give them to you now. I'll make it simple. Biden's not running. Biden is a hologram. Biden cannot complete one full paragraph. You and I both know Biden is the front man for the most sinister forces in American history. You and I both know that the radical, uh, quote, feminist that he picks as a running man. I love the new word feminist. That's a code word for something else. Feminist. The radical feminist that he picks as a running mate will be the real president within six months top. And if you want a radical mad dog feminist running America, go and vote for Joe Biden because they're basically running this country right now. You know, years ago, I wrote a fantasy, a fable called Xenon, X-E-N-O-N. I wrote it in 1982. I kept it in my files until about two years ago when I put it up on Kindle. It hasn't sold a lot of copies. It never will. It's too much like a Jonathan Swift story, Xenon. And it's about a future, a nightmarish future, where the country is run by radical, quote, feminists. That's, that's a code word, you know, feminine, radical feminists uh, run the world. And they castrate males at birth, except the males that are kept for breeding by them. They select the most beautiful young females for their assistance. And if you look around America today, I think that there's a certain degree of swifty in reality in Xenon that I see emerging. Have you seen the people who are now DAs across America who are backed by the most evil man in the history of the world? Have you seen them beat long-standing Democrats and introduce the most radical agendas you can ever imagine? Going to extreme cities would never, ever believe they would be subjected to? Well, Xenon was ahead of its time, X-E-N-O-N. Again, I had things ahead of its time so far ahead of their time that uh, maybe no one will ever read it. I don't know. So we could talk about radio, podcasting, hobbies, uh, anything you want to talk about. It's called Talk Radio. At the bottom of the hour, the comedian Jackie Mason will be joining us. Now, he is 92 years old. I had a call the other day for people who said he wants to talk to you. He wants to be on a show. He wants to help Trump. He's a funny guy. He's a little older. 
So he's not as sharp as he once was. Well, he's as sharp as he's always been, by the way, but he's not as quick as he has always been. Let's put it to you that way. So I intend to see if we can get some comedy going at the bottom of the hour. In the interim, I'd like to take a call or two. Gus in Las Vegas, you're up. What's on your mind, Gus? Go ahead, please. Gus, it's you. You're on the radio. Gus, 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 Gus. Uh, hi, Mr. Savage. Uh, I wanted to call in and talk to you about people having to surrender to police. They get handcuffed, and then the next thing you know, they're getting mistreated, killed. Like, for instance, uh, Abner Louima in New York. What did he do? All right, let's stop already with Abner Louima. Tell me about the rape epidemic in New York right now and the violence epidemic because of people like you. What? what? Would you go deaf all of a sudden? You got you got predators roaming the streets of New York right now because the police have been pushed to the to the side by people like you. So who's going to defend the defenseless in New York against these predators? I'm not saying to put the police to the side. I'm talking about policing the police. The only thing that can be done with the police is have a totally independent uh, force to. Uh, well, what do you mean by an independent force? Who? Black Lives Matter. Is part of the police. Department. Wait, excuse me, sir. What do you mean by an independent force? What do you mean by that? Uh, for instance, a totally independent force that, for instance, their only job is to police the police. If they see somebody shooting somebody on the street, they can't intervene. They can call the police. What are you talking? Do you know what you're talking about? Who do you want to be the police in your city? You live in Las Vegas. Who do you want to be the wait? Who do you want to be the police in Las Vegas? Excuse me. Well, what is wrong with you? What, 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 do you, what do you mean, excuse me? What, are you deaf again? I'm sorry, I did Do you know what the hell you're talking about? Who do you want to be the police in Las Vegas? I want a totally independent force to supervise... Stop. What do you mean by an independent force? What do you mean by that? I like... Uh, uh, the mother. Well, you have to ask for your mother to tell you what to say now? Uh, my, mother, my mother is long gone. You're talking to somebody who's... Well, no, no, you have married your mother. I hear her in the background. Okay, so my mother is... Well, what did your mother just say for you to say? That is my wife that's speaking. All right, take a walk. I can't take it anymore. There's Morty. There's a Morty from New York who moved to Las Vegas. And I'd love to see the police and independent force. Well, who do you mean, Morty? You want Black Lives Matter to police the streets, you moron you? I can't tell you how stupid the do-gooder is. You know, the road to hell really is paved with good intentions. And it always winds up in the same place. And it's very hot. And very bad for everybody. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Why can't we all get along? Yeah, right. In America today, you must be joking. Anyway, here's some stories out of the liberal ABC News. China working against Trump in re-election campaign. Can you believe this? Sure, you should believe it. Of course they would want Biden in. They already have an inside man in Biden's son. Why wouldn't they want Biden in in the office? Or, and they want him in there. And with Feinstein, they already had a driver working for him for 20 years. Of course, they're working against Trump. Biker rally could draw 250,000 people despite pandemic. Oh, try to put a mask on them. Go ahead, all you do-gooders. Go ahead. 250,000 people are going to go to somewhere in uh, North Dakota. I don't know where it is. 250,000 South Dakota despite COVID pandemic. Go tell the bikers to put a mask on. Open your big mouth on them. Go run around, you old ladies, with masks. Go tell bikers, 300-pound bikers, to go put a mask on. They'll tell you what to do with the mask, the way I did with that limey yesterday who tried to tell me to put a mask on. Thank God I'm teaching myself to be quiet, calm, cool, not overreact. 250,000 motorcycle enthusiasts from around the country expect to roll into Western South Dakota for the 80th annual Sturgis Motorcycle Rally beginning Friday and lasting 10 days. 
Okay, well, there you go. Now you do good as ought to go there. All you is were burning and looting in Portland. Go, go tell a motorcyclist to put a mask on. Open your big mouths on them. See if they'll uh, treat you with kid gloves the way the police are. What next? Oh, here's good news. A new Air Force chief of staff has been appointed. He happens to be the first African-American general who will be leading the new Air Force, General Charles Brown. So you say, oh, it's affirmative action. No, it isn't. He's an experienced fighter pilot, an all-around brilliant man. And let me tell you something. We should all salute this guy because he got where he is, not because of his race, maybe in spite of his race. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Now, when this song was popular, like when this song was big, like in the 50s, I was a teenager. I was at a hotel in the Catskill Mountains working as a lifeguard. I don't know what I was doing. And we used to get comedians in there and entertainers. And one of them was Jackie Mason. He was a young kid just starting out. And I'll tell you that story a little later. But right now joining us is the one and only great World According to Me star, Jackie Mason on the Savage Nation. Jackie, welcome to the program. How do you do? How do you do? I'm happy to talk to you, even though I'm not making a living from it. But I'm very happy to talk to you. Not many people would want to talk to you right now, would I? <laughs> well, what are, we, what are not many people? Let me ask you something. What are you doing in the lockdown? How do you spend your time locked down in an apartment in New York? The truth of the matter is, I don't, I don't even notice that it's a lockdown because I don't listen to these things. And I heard that it's dangerous to walk, to talk. If you sit down, it's a problem. You get up, it's a bigger problem. You have to have two people six feet from you. The bump person is allowed to be a, a step and a half from you. You have to judge everybody. You have to measure yourself all day. <laughs> well, wait, do you wear a mask? When, when you, wear a, you wear a mask in New York City, you have to wear a mask to go out, don't you? You have to mask even in the toilet. You have. You wear a mask in the toilet. Well, that I understand. You know, at a certain age, you got to wear a mask in the toilet, whether it was COVID or not. Because you go back and forth now. First, when you're first born, they have a diaper for you because the main thing is the toilet. And then when you become an old man, it's the same thing again. <laughs> so, Jackie, let me come on. Really, are you in lockdown there? In New York? What are you doing all day long in your apartment? The truth of the matter is, I'm, I'm, I'm very busy. I'm busy picking out chairs. Sometimes I sit on this one. Sometimes, <laughs> and I'm very busy picking out rooms. Sometimes I go to the kitchen. Then I spend a few hours. Then I come, I see how long I should be. Before I have no, but it's true. It's very, it's very zen. It's a very, very zen thing to do. It's like raking uh, sand. Jackie, let me ask you something. I know that you came from a long line of rabbis in your family, and you're the first guy to go outside of the rabbinical field and become a great, great hit as as an entertainer. But to some people, religion is the greatest comedy act ever. What do you think of that? Because the truth of the matter is I don't see anything funny about religion. To me, religion was a great hardship. That's why I wound up a comedian, because <laughs> if you're an Orthodox Jew, there's almost nothing you're allowed to do. If you Every, everything is forbidden. Everything is forbidden. There's nothing that's kosher. If it is kosher, it's not kosher enough because we're more orthodox than other religions. <laughs> if you go to a shul, you have to measure the synagogue. 
If it has a tall ceiling, you're not allowed to be there. If the floor is crooked, you will have a load of all kinds of judgments you have to make. <laughs> I know you're always second guessing is a how do people claim they're Orthodox Jews and they work in talk radio and make millions of dollars? There's one phony who does it. How does he do that? How does he get away? How could you be an Orthodox Jew and be in talk radio and make millions of dollars? I don't understand that. Because I made millions of dollars not from not from talking on the radio. You make me. No, no, you did. You did as a comedian. You were the funniest guy in the world. I met you live in Las Vegas. I also met you at the Riverview Hotel. Remember, remember, I mentioned you on the phone. That guy who ran it, an ex-boxer. That you remember him at the Riverview Hotel in, in uh, South Fallsburg, New York. There was a boxer there. Yeah, yeah. He used to own the hotel. He was a mean sob, Jewish guy, a boxer, tough guy. And if he didn't like the workers, he beat them up and threw them off the premises. Today, you can't do that. I had no idea. I didn't even remember the boxer owned the place. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, everyone was afraid of that guy. His son was a nut, a complete nut. Almost killed me in a car wreck. Then the father blamed it on me. The kid was a nut. He was speeding down a hill in South Fallsburg, and I said, slow down. He crashed into a mountain. We almost fell into a river. And when the father told the story the next day, he said, my son saved Michael's life because he, he would have died otherwise. <laughs> he twisted everything. But what are you going to do? People are nuts. I understand you're doing some kind of performance online now. What are you doing? I'm doing very little. That's why I have time to talk to you. Oh, nice put down. No, come on. The guy told me you're doing some kind of performance on there. Cameo. Cameo. What are you doing on Cameo? If I was busy, you think I'd be a phone talking for nothing? Basically, I'm, I'm retired, but I still do a club date here and there. I own a, only a private date. In other words, if there's a bar mitzvah someplace, and the guy is a billionaire, and he wants to pay me a fancy dollar, like... Seven million of thirty-six million. I only work for the millions in the area of millions. Would you take ten thousand? I would. I would take fifty dollars if nobody was listening. But as long oh, as Jackie, come on. Are you? I was told you're appearing on Cameo in some kind of performance. What is it you're doing? I'm on Cameo. You know what I'm doing? I'm doing. I go on Cameo. I charge three hundred dollars when I started out. I had. I got two hundred dollars. Now at my age, I'm only charging $300. But what is it? You have to pay 300 bucks to watch you on a cameo performance? Is that it? Right, right. I wish somebody a happy birthday or, or somebody calls me up because they just married a Gentile. <laughs> so how, how much do they pay to, if, for you to take a call from someone? What does it cost? $300, that's it. What, for you to talk to them like a, like a psychiatrist? I, I talk to them from, uh, for a minute just to wish them... Uh, Whatever it is that they're celebrating. What and they get a, and you get a hundred bucks for that? Three hundred. Just to say hello for a minute. So what am I wasting my time for? Giving it away for nothing. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean maybe, maybe I should leave radio and just charge people to call me and hear my voice for three hundred bucks? That's not a bad deal. That's right. It's not a bad deal. I'm talking right. I'm talking to you. I already lost eight hundred dollars. So, how do people call you if they want to pay to hear Jackie? What do they do? They buy me on Cameo. But how does anyone find you? How do you buy Cameo? Jackie. Uh, dot, what is it? Cameo. dot com or Jackie. dot com? Right. What is? It? I don't know what it is. How does anyone reach you? What if they want to pay you to hear your voice? This is it for three hundred dollars. Yeah, but no one knows how to reach you. How do they reach you, Jim? What do I get? What do they call? Oh, Cameo. dot com, and you look up Jackie Mason. I'm asking somebody here. Oh, I understand. You got to ask someone who runs the show to tell you how to make a dollar off it. Jackie, are you still religious? Come on, get back to the show here with me. Forget about money for a minute, Jackie. Cameo. 
Jack, Jackie, you come from a religious background and you became an entertainer and a very, very successful one. Do you still think about God? I think about God, but the truth in my is I'm not exactly in touch with him because I committed so many crimes. As a noted, I was my whole life was a life of crime. When you travel, it's a crime. When you travel in the wrong direction, it's another crime. If you, if you go to a delicatessen, if it's not kosher, it's a crime. <laughs> No, so what happens do you think when you die? What happens to a person when they die if they committed such 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 sins? When they die, a person like this is never buried. He goes for his last walk. You don't get buried because you committed sins? No, you're supposed to go for a walk. Do you remember, you remember that famous Lenny Bruce joke from uh, the 50s when he comes home and he has a tattoo on his arm and his Aunt Minna sees the tattoo on his arm and she screams, Oy vey, you have a tattoo. You can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. She says, Aunt Minna, don't worry about it. When I die, you can cut my arm off and bury it in a Gentile cemetery and bury me in a Jewish cemetery. Do you remember that joke? I never, I never heard that joke. No, you say, I got to tell you the jokes, and you're on the show to tell me jokes, you're not telling them. I'm, I'm, I'm a much better comedian than anybody else, so I never bothered to listen to that joke. Oh, okay, that's like saying... Because compared to me, I don't believe anybody I would call a real comedian. Okay, got it. So what about Donald Trump? You said you want to come on the show to support Donald Trump. Why don't you want to vote for uh, uh, Joe Biden? Joe Biden, I, I, he can't even finish the sentence. When I was two years old, I spoke better than him. He starts a sentence and he doesn't know where it's going to go. So he starts mumbling, trying to remember what the sentence was about. Then he takes a look to find out he doesn't remember even where the, where the microphone is. Then he can't remember where he put the sentence. Then he's looking in, he doesn't know which way to look. Then he doesn't know which, how to talk. He doesn't he doesn't know. So, so have, you, have you met President Trump, Jackie? I, I, President Trump hired me 100,000 times for shows. Where? Mar-a-Lago? Everywhere in Mar-a-Lago and, and, and all of his Atlantic City places. Oh, you used to work in the, in the clubs there in Atlantic City. But, I mean, since he became president, have you seen President Trump? Yeah, I saw him about uh, a month ago. He, about a month ago, he came to see me. Uh, I met him in a restaurant, Fiorello's. We met an appointment. Well, you, did you have to wear a mask to eat in there? I don't even wear a mask. I don't wear a towel too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jackie, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. So, in other words, if a people want to call you for their birthday, a bar mitzvah, a funeral, they go on. What do they go on? What do they? I never heard of this service, Jim. Cameo, they go on cameo.com and look up Jackie Mason, and, and then for 300 bucks, you talk to them for a minute. Right, right. Unbelievable. All right, Jackie, I wish you the best. You're the greatest. Thanks for being on the Savage Nation. Jim, let's do the math here. $300 a minute. So let's say I'm on the radio two hours at a time. So 300 a minute times 60 minutes. If you could do, let's say, you can't do 60 people, but there's no ads. That's a lot of money. So 60, that's a lot of money. You put all those zeros, zero, 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 anything. So you're kidding me. $18,000 an hour to say hello to me for a minute. A minute. So two hours is $36,000 a show. That's not a bad deal with no advertisers, nothing. Then you don't have to do a podcast. But who could talk to people all day long? How many people would actually call? I don't know. It's an interesting idea. Never heard of it. Massachusetts, Tim, what's your topic? Welcome to the Savage Nation. Hi, Dr. Savage. Thanks for having me. I voted no on your poll of a, uh, of a couple of days ago. Okay, let me explain what it is. I ran a poll on my website and Twitter, 
And the poll is, would you be willing to pay a small monthly fee to receive exclusive Michael Savage content? Uh, the show would not be available anywhere else. No streaming, no radio, only available via podcast for a small monthly fee. And you said no. I voted no, Dr. Savage, because we need you on these national airways. We have to get President Trump over the finish line. This is Well, I'm not going to do this before the election. I'm saying after the election. Right, but... On your last couple of radio shows, you talked about the third choice, and that is not voting. If if we decide not to vote, Dr. Savage, he could lose. And if he loses, I might as well hand the keys to my house to the hordes. I mean, That's right. The hordes want your house. The hordes want your clothes. The hordes want your shoes. And the hordes want what you've hoarded in your basement. And that's what Joe Biden represents. The keys to everyone's house. I agree 100%. Now let's move on to the other topic that I raised, which is hobbies. Uh, we had a couple of topics before that. We had a couple of topics a- after that. And a lot of people called on other topics that we never got to. In Oregon, believe it or not, there's a man named Bill who is calling. He's not rioting. He's not anti-rioting. Bill, welcome to the Savage Nation. You must live in the real Oregon, not in Portland. I live on the other side of the mountains. So you live really in the real Oregon? Pretty much. And what do you do for a hobby, Bill? I restore Datsun 240Zs. That's an interesting car. Why did you pick that model to restore? Um, you know, I had one when I joined the Navy. That was the first car that wasn't a hand-me-down from my brother. Now, wh- where do you get parts for that car? That car was built in the, what, 70s or the 60s? Uh, the 240s were built from 69 to 73. Okay, I was close. And where do you get parts for a car like that? Anywhere you can. So they are readily available? No, no, they're tough. Oh, oh you got a part. You got to find the parts online, in other words. That's half the fun is trying to find the parts. Well, you know, I, I have a 1960 uh, XK150 uh, drophead coupe Jaguar. 1960. Then I have a 1970 XKE uh, Series 2 Roadster. But the parts are readily available because so many uh, people have gone into the parts business for those cars. So it's a much different story. Well, I think, you know. All right. I'm going to move on. The time is short. I don't mean to cut the guy off. But if you want to talk about the news, you're listening to the wrong show right now. I'll be right back. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. I didn't know that there was a thing called Cameo.com, so I went on it during the break, and I see Schmendricks I never heard of. Uh, $100, $50, $95 to talk to schmucks, people I never heard of. They have categories, new and noteworthy, online now, slurring black excellence, queer voices, uh, MTV, athletes, $100, $110. Jackie's charging at the top of the line at $299. A musician charges $40. They should charge $5 maybe so I'm going to take a message. Real Housewives, $300, $200, Actors are trying to get in on the act. They're sitting in their house doing nothing. Politicians are going on. Curry Lewandowski is on there for like two cents. You can get them. Two, three dollars. You can get uh, some of these former uh, Trump supporters for two, two dollars. Drag queens. So I don't know what to charge if I'm going to do this for fun. I'm going to I, listen. Cameo.com. I'm going to set this up after the show because this is fun. And apparently what you do is you click on who you want. I got to charge more than a drag queen. 
and less than a president, I'm figuring. The drag queens are getting 25 bucks, 50 bucks, $40, $20. Well, cheap work, this one is $20 for this drag queen. Who would want a drag queen to send them a personalized message unless you hate somebody? Wait a minute, that's not a bad idea. I can call up one of them and send them 20 bucks and I'm send a message to somebody. But you get personalized messages from your favorite celebrity. Everyone's a celebrity. Look how many celebrities there are. It's a world of celebrities. Is anyone in the world not a celebrity today? Every moron is a celebrity. Every idiot is a celebrity in America. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you want? I don't know. I'm a celebrity. Actors I never heard of. Hookers I never heard of. Transvestites I never heard of. This one is a celebrity for $9. That one's for $200, $300. Another one is a wrestler who wants to get $15 for you to hello, Molly, feel good. How does this thing even work? You go on Cameo.com. You put in Michael Savage. Let's say in a day I'll have it up. And then you say, I want you to say to my daughter, congratulations for having cheated your way through UCSC, uh, Martha. And I say, Martha, congratulations for having cheated your way through US, uh, UCSC or whatever it is, USC. This is Michael Savage. Have a good life just like your rotten father. So if you want that, <laughs> everybody is a celebrity. Everyone's got nothing to do. They're sitting at home with cameras. I got to try this over the weekend. Why should I give it away for free? Why should I go on to Periscope when you have to pay me $300 from now on to hear me? I'm going to try it out. I'm telling you. I'm going to give it a shot. The Westwood One Podcast Network.